But what I liked about this chapter 4 is I've read it dozens of times. Hopefully you've read it as well. Is that the word true kept coming to me. Everything I kept writing in my notes was I kept writing true. And I went, okay, that's, that's awesome. True. So, so true. Now, I couldn't even find my notes. I didn't dig too deep. I was there. I just didn't want to dig back in another year or two or it was. I talked about that plumb line. Remember the plumb line I had? I had a string with a big weight on the bottom of it. Um, you ever done anything to plumb? Making sure it's true. Um, and so I should have probably brought it again today, but that definition of true is that it's accurate, that it's correct, um, steadfast, loyal, legitimate. You know how you always say to the young guys, man, that's legit. You know, right? That my boys always had now, that's legit. I'm like, okay, all right, all right, that's nice. Legitimate, they just shorten the words when it gets younger. I guess they like to chop it in smaller pieces. But this is my favorite. True is without deviation. So today as we look at this, it's given us a picture of the true heaven and the true future. So there's a picture. I don't know, did y'all download the little um, diagram of the end times? Um, if you can kind of see that, hopefully you can see that. We have talked about the church age, and it does say Romans 11 there, but that whole first little semicircle, that is what we're in right now. And then you have the rapture. We talked about the rapture last week, and I hope you liked that. Um, that's just, I, I like that because that's going to happen. Let me say it again. It's really going to happen. And so, um, I know, we've heard it all our life, but it really does. It's going to happen. And so I love it when the, the little, the little um, uh, you know, cosine, sine, whatever you want to say, the little motion there, when it crosses that baseline, there's major events that happen. And then when he comes, there's going to be the start, which I believe, of the tribulation, the seven years of tribulation. Then from there, then there's a thousand-year reign and millennium. You had the battle of Armageddon. Christ comes down. Second, and it's, oh, it's just it's wonderful. And so as you read this, realize the book of Revelations in three different parts. First is the church age. Second is what? The tribulation. And then the millennium. All right? You do that. To me, that really helped me out this past time as I was looking through Scripture. And, and I was in Bible school. I took a class from, called Daniel Revelation. We actually studied both books together. Um, pretty neat little concept. Our brother Wyckoff uh, went through that. He was very systematic, and he was there every day in his suit. And he went through the Scriptures. And I, I appreciate men and women of God who have taught me the Word of God. Amen? They've spent their lives studying this Word. Um, I can't tell you how awesome that is. To have someone who didn't just, just read it, they study it. And um, he was an older man, and he would just digest those years of wisdom. And I like that. You have somebody that is looking to you to digest the Word of God. And so take it serious when you read the Word, study the Word. It's a different thing just to, to study it than it is to read it. So anyway, this true, um, kind of a crazy little funny story. Back when I was younger, and my sister... You know how you play sports in the community, right? You have like a little association. Everybody has little sports, right? Well, she was in this sports thing, where, and her team was called True Blue. That's the name of her. She had a blue shirt, but the darker blue said True Blue. 
I was like, that's kind of a strange name for a basketball team. It was basketball. And back then, I'm not sure it doesn't happen now, but back then the girls only played basketball, they played half court. So everybody got to play. So one set of team was on one side and one set of team was on the other. So your team was on both sides with the other sides. And so you only played half court. And so the girls on the offensive side going to their goal to score would be at the midcourt line waiting for the ball. Like, I'm here. I'm open. I'm open. They're holding their hands. All. I'm going, that is a weird, that's weird, right? Right? That's kind of strange because in basketball, you get the ball, you go down court, you slam it, right? Well, they're like at half court going, eh, keep giving because other girls couldn't cross that line. So they couldn't cross the line. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm open. I'm open. I'm open. I'm going. I'm in the stands going, I'm eating popcorn. That's weird, man. You know, true blue. I'm like, yeah, you're true. I mean, what about just go across the line and slam it? You know, I'm like, what? Because yeah, that's what you see, right? So this is what those guys see. We want to get that ball and bang into the brakes, you know. I'm open. Well, are you true blue? Are you open? Because see, when you look at this, this is the throne room of God. The throne. Now, I have never been in the midst. I saw that. I had never been in the midst of royalty. Have you? Never been in the midst of royalty. You say, oh, I'm royalty. Oh, okay, I'm in your midst. Okay, okay. Royalty. Now, I've seen, we've had some friends over from Great Britain years ago that were ministers, and when they saw their, you know, the queen on TV, oh, my gosh, they were, they were enamorated. That's even the right word. They were just mesmerized, there it is, by her presence. And so I had to look it up, right? I, what, so how do you respond in the midst of royalty? What do you do or don't do, right? Because I'd be like, uh, what do you do, right? So here, the whole thing is this. He reigns. And we don't really realize we're standing in his presence. Because I noticed when I started reading scriptures the past few weeks, before church starts, eventually others will be reading. We call them the readers. So you're reading today? Who's the reader? I've noticed that when you hear it being spoken, because I'm not making any comments. The reader will be making no comments. They're just going to read word for word what the word, and that's it. You don't, you know, like, well, this kind of means, no, you're just reading the word. I noticed that you kind of like, you left something in the pew, like, you kind of tiptoeing. Because you don't want to interrupt God's word. Why? Because he reigns. And when he speaks, he means business. So what do you do and don't do? Well, when they come into the room, you stand when they enter. Right? You don't just sit there. You stand up. That's what it said. And I don't know if it's true or not. I've never been involved in royalty. See him on TV a little bit. It says that you bow or you curtsy. All right, the girl, you, 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 you're all right? 
How, how do you do that, right? Make sense? We're about ready to see. Well, see, here when we look at this today, we're going to see some men who saw heaven as we read this. And it's going to be the same thing all the way through Scripture. It doesn't change. Guess what? We're going to see the king just like this. It's going to blow our minds. We're getting there. Hold on. So, what else? I know. How do you address royalty properly? How do you, what do you say? Says, uh, you know, you say like your majesty or, you know, whatever. You don't say pleased to meet you because you, they already know that you're pleased to meet them, right? Pleased to meet you. No. Do you shake their hand? No, you don't. You don't touch royalty. Right? But you want to, right? No selfies. Now, you see these guys, right? I saw some selfies with, you know, right? With William, right? No, no, don't touch. Don't touch them. No physical contact. <laughs> some of you all have a hard time with this. You eat when they eat. <laughs> right? Because I'm ready to eat. I'm like, hurry up, dude. Eat. <laughs> right? Come on. Oh, not eating. Right? Oh, no, I'm so hungry. Is he hungry? I hope he's hungry. And you got to dress right. Oh, yeah. You've seen those kids sometimes in the store like on Saturday night. They've been to church. And they are suit and tie, right? Have you seen those kids? That ain't my kids. They're like, they get up two seconds before church. <laughs> Brush teeth? No. Sick of gum. It's a new look. <laughs> right? Right? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I did the same thing. Yeah, true blue. God reigns. Period. Revelation 4. Chapter 1. I'm sorry, verse 1. After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had heard her speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here. I'll show you what must take place after this. Remember we talked about this after this last week, right? That's the rapture. At once I was in the Spirit. Now, I don't understand what that means. Do you? You're a spirit being. You ever seen anybody at a funeral? Their body's there. <laughs> They're not there. You ever touched a body in a funeral? You ever touched a body? I, I do all the time. It's like, oh, it just reminds me that they ain't there. We're a spirit being. Right? We're spirit. God is spirit. And I was trying to understand the concept of you know, God is spirit, I'm a spirit. And John sees him sitting on this throne, but he's spirit. Okay, I was trying to kind of, I was trying to grasp it. I didn't grasp it. I still ain't got that. Just sorry, I still got to study some more. Make sense? I'll, yeah, we'll get there. 
And there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and carnelian. A rainbow resembling an emerald encircled the throne. Remember I talked about last week? It was totally circular. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones. And seated on them were 24 elders. Well, who is that? Who's 24 elders? Any ideas? How about the 12 tribes of Israel in the Old Testament? Those guys that were the heads? And how about the 12 disciples of the New Testament? What do you think? Sounds good, right? They were dressed in white. <laughs> That's good, right? Why are they dressed in white? They've been purified by the king. All right, I'm going to get excited. I'll slow it down. And they had crowns of gold on their head. Guess what, family? You get to rain one day. It's going to be, we get to judge angels. We get to judge a little bit, help a little bit in the process. You know that there's really, 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 really bad angels that are in a dungeon somewhere, hell, chained, chained up? Really bad. They're bad. No, they're really bad. You think it's bad here? Like, if they got out, they are bad. It's in the scripture. If you read it, it's craziness. This this is a great book. You know, it's an awesome book. From the throne, now pay attention to all these details because when we read the other guys, you're going to kind of get the grip. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder. Did you hear the thunder the other morning when the storms came through? Awesome. Oh, you were sleeping. That's why it came through about. 4.15. Before the throne, seven lamps were blazing. There were seven spirits. Also before the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear, clear as crystal. In the center, <laughs> do you think this throne is the center of everything in the universe? In the center Around the throne were four living creatures. Okay. They were covered with eyes in front and in back. Okay, that's strange. No, that's weird. I mean, I only got two eyes, right? Can you imagine eyes all over? That's weird. Turn around. Eyes. That's weird. Right? That's creepy. You know, you see eyes underneath the bed, dark or the cat. Scary. That's only two sets of eyes. One set of no, one set of eyes. <clears throat> Unless you have two cats. The first living creature was like a lion. Okay, this is getting stranger by the minute. The second was like an ox. Well, that's strange. Third, like a face like a man. And the fourth, like a flying eagle. <laughs> is that the attributes of God? Each of the four living creatures had six wings and covered their eyes all around and even under his wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. 
know what I like about that right there? You see, all around this room, there are thousands and myriads and kajillions of angels. And they're like, remember back when you were in middle school choir? Maybe you didn't take it, I did. They had a couple of different groups, and, and they had a little round going. You know about round, right? Like one says something, sings, and another. It's kind of like a pep rally, right? You know, and the one guy's like, you know, they say something, you know, we got spirit, how about you? We got spirit, we got spirit, right? right? Remember, that, remember that day? You're going back and forth, back across the gym, right? That's the scene here. The angels all around going, holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Say it again. Holy, holy, holy. Back and forth, back and forth. Wow. It's going crazy. With music, you know. I'm sure David's out there with his heart. Hold on, guys. Got to get with this thing. How's this thing work up here? I got hands still. Wow, this is cool. Right? This is going to be a weird experience. That first day in heaven, trying to figure your new body out, right? How's this work, right? You ever got new glasses or something? You're like, whoa, you're trying to figure out what your depth perception's off a little bit, right? You've been there. I've been there. It's really weird. That first day, help him along, would you? You're going to have someone help you. Help me help you out for a second. Show you how this works. And the scene you get here as well is God can transport himself however he wants to. You know how he can do it here in this scene? He rides on top of the cherubim. And it just goes out. He just, it's kind of like, you know, like those guys jump out there in those, in those where they have those big uh, raves, raz, what do they call them, the kids out there in the royal jet, and they just jump out there and they just catch him. He just rides on top of the angels. Where we go? I'll just, just keep on rolling. Just... That, right? That's one way he can be transported. Or he just... Right? Is that... This is going to be a weird experience. You're going, okay, Pastor Jay, you're getting out there a little far. No, I'm not. I'm telling you, this is going on. Then, whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down, okay, before the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne. And what do they say? You're worthy. You're worthy, our Lord, to receive glory, honor, power. You create all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. There's a song that we sang years ago. We don't sing it much anymore. But James Vaughn did. He created it in over 500 other songs. He's called the father of the southern gospel music. You know that song? We shall see the king. We shall see the king. We shall see the king when he comes. He's coming in power. Oh, hail the blessed hour. We shall see the king when he comes. That's it. Get your out. We shall see the king. I'm from Kentucky. We shall see the king. We shall see the king when he comes. 
He's coming in power. Oh, hail the blessed hour. We shall see the King in power. That's pretty flat from the score. What was it? The bass treble clef? Yeah, we learned that last week. And yeah. I learned a lot of stuff here at church. This is awesome. Yeah. Learn it and show it. So, how do you respond to that? How do we respond? I think we've lost the awe factor. I think we've lost the reverence factor. I know I have. Oh, it's King Jesus. Don't touch, man. You're going to go down if you do. Does that make sense? Let's look at Stephen. Real short thing. Acts. Let's look at Ezekiel. Let's take a look at Isaiah. How about Moses? We won't go into all the, I've got scriptures. I'm going to read. Let me kind of give you the Reader's Digest version to help you. But let's look at those four men to see what happened when they encountered the throne. Because, see, you have to be true to be part of the true church. Because the true church will be the one that's raptured. You can't be fake. You know fake people? Put a little mask on. <laughs> hey! Everything's good over here. Hey, hey. No, it ain't. Going through a divorce. You're kicking your dog. And you hate your neighbor. Hey! <laughs> What's going on, man? Love my, I love everybody. No, you don't. You hate. Can't stand to be around him. And he's home authentic. Hey, what's going on out there, buddy? Have a good time. No, you're not. You liar, liar, pants on fire. Thank you from a telephone wire. Remember that when you were a kid? Sticks and stones. No, great, right? You're a liar, liar. And liars don't go to heaven. It says that, right? Did you read that part? But I just asked Jesus in my heart. I'm ready to go. Got to put all those pieces together. It is by grace. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. You got to stay current. So, the true church is raptured. And so these men, I truly believe, are true blue. Because, we'll get to those four guys in a second. Because there's this lady that's sitting next to this well. No, Jesus is sitting next to the well. And this lady comes to get water in John chapter 4. She's thirsty. He's thirsty. She's a, not Jew. She's gent. She's gent. She's Samaritan. Thanks. Yeah, I needed some help. And so there she is. 
and he's talking to her. You don't talk to me. You're not supposed to talk to me. If you haven't noticed, we don't talk. Jesus is like, you know, think about it. She's on, right? She had no clue she talked to. He goes, can I have some water? Jesus said, if you knew you'd have springs of living water, you'd never thirst again. She's like, well, I'm all that. I can come here every day. I'm sick of coming to this well every day. Would you give me some of that? Because I, I don't ever want to thirst again. By the way, why are you talking to me? Who are you? He said, go get your husband. I love that, don't you? Go get your husband. Uh... I'll see her. She's going, well, yeah, it's kind of, this is, that's a hard question. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Jesus said, before she said, yeah. well, you had five. That's what he says in the good book. You had five, and the one you're with, not even your husband. What's he trying to do? How true are you? I'm open. I'm open right here. Woo! What you see is what you get. Really? Because he said, we worship in spirit and in truth. You know what that means? In spirit. Okay, we're spirit. He's spirit. You can access him anytime, anywhere, any place. Back then, it was like, you got to go to place. No, he's like, no, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. I'm living within. So we're not getting it. And in truth, that means transparent. You know that cell phone stuff, that clear plastic wrap? Right? They wrapped my car when I got married in that thing. Couldn't get in it to get away. I want to get out of there. And they put those puffed wheat, the little puff, remember the puff cereal, puff wheat? They put it down in my in all my, in my car inside the, in the, you know, where you, your heater comes out, you know, and you, you know, it, it, I didn't know it was in there until you turn it on one day, okay, flying out. Thanks, guys. It's still in that car, wherever it's at. It's, because five years later, going, one shoot across, I mean, I turned the deep cross on, I mean, it's still in that car, that poor car, man, it's inundated with, Daryl put it in there, that dude did it. He was there. Crazy, right? See, it's all about being transparent, being true. See, us guys have a hard time with that. Because I don't want you to know what's going through my head. <laughs> I don't want you to know that I'd like to go and click on that picture and look at that naked body. I don't want you to know that. I don't want you to know that that little Jack Daniel stash right there. I don't want you to know that I hide behind a tree. I don't want you to know that. A little bit between your cheek and gut. No, no. I don't want you to know that. Does that make sense? Because we're guys. Now, girls, I had a hard day. And yeah, I had a trouble with that. And she said this. Oh, my gosh. I need prayer. Right? Right? Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's been a. It's been a day. Go to the guys group. How you doing? 
I'm good. <laughs> Need prayer? Nope. Pray before I came. Need help? Nope. I'll call you if I do. It's been years, I know. Right? <laughs> you know this is true, man. And God's going, that lady, liar, liar. She finally got it. And she told everybody else. At the end of the chapter, it said that many believed in that city. Why? Because she got it. She said, okay, I'm open. So, let's look at these guys as they encountered the throne. True worshipers, true church, true life. Really, are you, do you have a true life? Are you really living for God? Or you just go to church because you just go to church? That's just what you do. You go to church and then you got six days you have it and then you go back to church. And then you just, you know, you just go back to church, to church. Well, the true church is going to be gone one day. And you can come knock on the door if you're still here, which is not good. I think T.D. Jakes wrote a book that's here for those who are left behind. What to do when you're left behind and what not to do. Like, don't get the 666. Don't do it. Don't do it. There might still be a chance for you. Maybe. Does that make sense? Don't count on it, though. Don't count on that. Well, I'll, I'll just I'll get that book, and then I'll be all right. No, don't count on it. it, it during those times, See, the first three and a half years of the tribulation, we'll get there. Anyway, I'm, I'm having a good time. I got all these notes. I'm just like, oh, gosh, this is awesome. Just wait, man. It, the things that are going to happen are craziness. Okay. Things that are absent from heaven. I want you to know that real quick. Things that are absent from heaven. You always think about what's there, right? What's absent from there? Hunger and thirst are absent. Man, that's awesome. The sun and heat, gone. Tears and crying, gone. No more sea, no more death. No more sorrow. No more pain. That's good, right? No more temples. No more moon. No more night. No more sin. That's good. No more curse. No more lamps. I just wanted to throw it at you there. <laughs> Got to fit it in somewhere, right? Don't you guys see what fits right there? Well, it's great, right? I mean, think about it. Because this life here, we have pain. We cry, don't feel good, got to have light, got to have heat, right? There, God's all. You need healing? I'm here. Need some heat? Want to eat here? Where'd that come from? I don't know, just here. That's strange. What is it? <laughs> Manna. You got it. You read your Bible for your game. Good job. <laughs> Trick question. Did you go see Paul? He's having a lecture real quick. What's it about? About righteousness? Oh, we can check it out. It's going to be awesome. There's Noah. Noah! So how long did it take you? Oh, did they all laugh? Really? Did they laugh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. They were good laughing at him. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be awesome, right? So Isaiah, what did you see? You didn't read it? Isaiah 6. You didn't read what happened? Did you? Everybody turn your Bible quick. Isaiah 6. Where is it? I don't know. Somewhere in there. Isaiah 6. It's in the middle. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. 
he saw the Lord. He was seated on a throne. Does this sound like Revelation chapter 4 to you? Wait a second. He was, it hasn't changed much. He's seated on a throne and the train of his robe filled it. Now it starts filling different pieces. See, different pieces of the puzzle here. You get a few pieces in Revelation, a few pieces in Isaiah, a few pieces in Isaiah. It's really, the Lord's so funny like this. He gives you a few puzzle pieces. Isn't that funny? It's like your kid, two years, three years old, and they put things in your purse or in your pocket, and you, you, you know, and you're like, what? what is that? Your kid put it in there. Right? You know what I'm talking about, right? You are and you're playing your purse. Oh, how did they get in my purse? Your kid threw it in there. Right? Beanie weenie down in the bottom. Oh, oh, oh. Man, what was that? Man, that's good. It was good. He was high and exalted in the train of rope. Okay, above him were seraphs. These are angels, each with six wings. Oh, this sounds pretty familiar. With two, they cover the faces. Two, they cover their feet. And with two, they were flying. That's pretty weird stuff there. And they were calling to one another, calling to one another. What's it say? Oh, oh wait a second. This is what that revelation. Nothing's changed, folks. When you get to heaven, guess what's going to be happening? You're going to see these guys, not these guys, these angels, covering their eyes, covering their feet, and they're flying. And they're going to be saying, holy, 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 holy. You may just join in too. At the sound of their voices, the doorpost and the threshold shook. And the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. What is Isaiah's response to seeing the throne? What was the response? Huh, I'm dirty. Every day I get up and look at the Bible, what do I do? I go, I'm dirty. I got up this morning. It was 5 o'clock. It was great this morning. Slept in. It felt so good. I get up, start reading. Oh. This helps me keep what? That plumb line makes me true, keeps me true. This word keeps me true. So he falls to his knees, and he says, I am a wretched man. Woe is me. Look what he says. And my eyes have seen the king. We shall see the king. There it is. He didn't even know it. One of the sayers flew to me with a live coal. Touched his hand. He touched my You know the story, right? He took away his sin. Awesome. So that was Isaiah's encounter. Let's look at Ezekiel. Now this guy here, this is a little strange. A Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel. Keep going to the right. And look at Ezekiel chapter 1. Let's take a quick little glance at Ezekiel. Now, in the 13th year, in the fourth month, the fifth day, I was amongst the exiles by the Kiva River. He's here in Babylon. The heavens were opened, and I saw visions of God. He gets to see God, too. You ever prayed that prayer? I'm a little scared of that one. I pray occasionally. I don't know. God, just show me a glimpse of you. Just show me something. Just show me, just show me what's happening here on earth a little bit in the spirit. You know? I'm not so sure I really want to see that. That could be kind of. So he sees this. On the fifth of the month, it was the fifth year of the exile of King Jehoiachin. He's the second king 
of the southern kingdom, Judah. Just so you know, he only reigned three months. The word of the Lord came to Ezekiel, the priest, the son of, yeah, Buzi, 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 by the Kiva River, in the land of the Babylonians. And then the hand of the Lord was upon me. I looked and I saw a windstorm coming out of the north, an immense cloud with flashing lightning. Are you getting this? Every time you see a throne, what do you see? Lightning, brilliant light. The center of the fire, the center of the fire looked like glowing metal. In the fire was what looked like four living creatures. There they are again. And it goes on, it goes on, and it talks about, and I saw these wheels, intersecting wheels. He's trying to figure out what the glory looks like. He's trying to explain to you the glory. And, and, and it's like they, they, they would move from one place over there, but their heads would move. They just kind of transported. It's like the glory of God was all around. This is an incredible sight, what Ezekiel saw. You've got to read that chapter 1. It's just for fun. You go, what? So what was Ezekiel's response to seeing this? Was humility. And he said, you know, God, I reverence you, and he fell to the ground there in verse 28. He fell with his face to the ground. Okay, well, how about Moses when he encountered it? There in Exodus 19, it says when he was on top of the mountain, there was thunder, there was lightning, there was smoke, there was fire, and there was this trumpet blast that kept growing louder. And louder, it sounds just like what? Revelation chapter 4. Isn't that amazing? So when Moses encountered God, he would stand up and he would talk to the Lord. He would go in and say, God, forgive us for we've all sinned. He asked for repentance. And then he would worship. Because as he was going to see the tent of meeting outside of the... Of the the tent areas, there would be a tent outside there, and they would go there, and the people would all stand and worship, and he'd go in there, he'd be worshiping. And so his response to being in the presence of God was worship and pure worship and total humility. He was the most humblest man, Scripture says. And he even asked for something in God's presence. Moses had a very unique relationship with God, would you not say? I mean, if you're leading millions of people from one place to another for 40 years, you had a very unique. So let's wrap this up. I know it's 1120. It's time. Let's wrap this up. So this throne, this royalty, this, what am I supposed to do with this today? Revelation 4, I've read it, we've read it, the angels, and we're going to be there. We might as well practice a little bit for when we get there, right? We might as well be ready to bow our knee and give him homage and bless his name and sing to him and love on him. Chris, would you come? First, God rules from his throne over the earth. God rules. Second, God rules over 
the earth's people. Third, God's throne has foundations. And in Psalms 89, it says, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Now get how this is positioned, Revelation 4, how it's positioned in the book of Revelation. The throne has been showed to you in chapter 4. Why would the Lord place it right there? The church age, God's throne. What's the pillars of the throne? Righteousness and justice. Guess what happens right after this chapter 5? Justice will be done. He reigns, and what he says rules. What he says is going to happen. It's guaranteed. It will happen. So what do I do? What's my response? Worship. What's my response? Acknowledge who he is. What's my response? Pray. What's my response? Walk in obedience. Because it says in Revelation 22, at the very end, it says, to keep the words of this book. That's my job, is to be obedient. Worship triumphantly. I'm giving back praise to the Father. And He wants us to witness urgently. He wants us to act like it's next minute. Did you know our mayor of Watauga just called me the other day? He called me. Hey, Pastor Jane. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He goes, we got to pray. Really? You want to pray? He goes, yeah. March 7th, 630. I'm asking all the churches to come up here at the courthouse. We're going to pray. Really? Really? Sign me up. I may be a few minutes late, but I'll be there. Take me a shower from class. Drive over fast. Here I am. Six Will you join me? I don't know what that looks like. I don't know. I don't even know what's going on. He goes, man, lots of stuff going on. He goes, we gotta pray. All right. I don't know what that looks like. Okay, the mayor called us. Church? You want, want to show up? Well, we have prayer on Wednesday night at church, the sixth. And then he asked us to come on the 7th to pray at City Hall. Well, I can't be away from the house two nights in a week. It's, it's a lot. So I can't say, I, I, I won't come to prayer Wednesday, but I'll come Thursday. No, got to come both because we got to pray. And my notes for the new year is that we got to pray more. Stay half an hour and go home. You still have from 7 to, Right? I feel bad leaving. No, you come, you pray, and you leave. There's nothing wrong with that at all. It's called consistency. So we got to pray more, worship more, witness more. We got to work fervently. Because when we get there 
on the other side, you're going to be rewarded for what you did here on the earth. Gave you five talents. Gave you two. How'd you do? Well, not too bad. Good, good. Well done. And then we need to be watching expectantly. Keeping our eyes above instead of below. I forgot my phone last night. We went somewhere. And I was so happy. I focused on what people were doing and saying. I didn't have any distractions. I, mean, just, I, had, no, I had nothing. It was awesome. I know. If you called, I wouldn't have been there. My wife had her. Are you true? Are you true? I'm open. Are you? Are you? Remember, the pure in heart will see God. Yep. Let me... Look over these verses with you, and we'll, we'll end up 11.30, but just about right. We shall see the king. The verses says, there's a blessed time that's coming, coming soon. It may be evening, morning, or at noon. The wedding of the bride, united with the groom, we shall see the king when he comes. Verse 2. Are you ready? Should the Savior call today? Would Jesus say, well done, or go away? Right? That's pretty good hymn. This guy got it. He's Southern Gospel. He's a daddy. Southern Gospel. My home is for the pure. The vile can never stay. We shall see the king when he comes. Verse 3. Oh, my brother. It's almost like he's saying, oh, please, oh, my brother, are you ready for the call to crown your Savior, King and Lord of all? The kingdoms of this world shall soon before him fall. We shall see the